Yo, it's your girl, Jenny Blaze, host of Bravo and Blaze, and I'm here to kick off season three. Today, I have one of my fave Bravo besties here to recap the week with me. But before we jump into it, I wanted to share what has been going on since last season. In season two of Bravo and Blaze, we hit number eight in the top 100 indie TV reviews reviews chart according to good pod so i wanted to make sure that i give a big thank you to everyone who has listened reviewed shared and supported me on this journey it's been pretty wild and i can't even imagine what we're going to be talking about who we'll be chatting with or what will be going on in the future essentially the limit does not exist Some of you may know I've launched CannabisMomBoss.com. Make sure you go sign up. I have a producer and I started putting together a list of guests for Cannamoms to come on and share their story and promote their businesses because they are all Cannabis Mom Bosses. And really the mission for Cannabis Mom Boss is to empower Cannamoms to feel safe and confident coming out of the green closet while providing professional development tools and resources to create a unique career path. Um, I feel that many women often have to choose between big ambitious career goals versus, um, you know, motherhood. And I don't think it needs to be like that, especially in today's modern world where we have technology and lots of resources available to us. So my first recording tomorrow is with Canna Queenie, my girl, love her. I'm gonna be collecting a bunch of these interviews and then probably batch publishing them. So if you have a, if you know a cannabis mom boss or you are a cannabis mom boss and you wanna share your story and be a guest, please send me a message but also make sure to sign up at CannabisMomBoss.com so that you are updated on the launch of the podcast and all the latest news. Speaking of news, I went to the CWCB Expo in New York City um, two weeks ago. That is the Cannabis World Congress and Business Exposition. And I got the chance to interview the co-founder of the National Cannabis Party, which is an official political party registered with the federal government, and it is co-founded by Redman, the funk Dr. Spock. It was amazing. First I saw him, I, I was, I felt like I was late or I was missing out. I had major FOMO, um, cause people were already there. So I was running in And I looked over and I see Redman sitting on the curb by himself, just chilling. I don't know what he was doing, probably on his phone. But at first I was hesitant, but then I just went up to him and he was super nice. I introduced myself and he actually thought he knew me. So I had to correct him. I was like, I'm sorry, just to be clear, you do not know me. We've never met before. It's like, oh, I thought you were this DJ Jenny Blaze that I know. And I was like, never heard of her, but now I'm going to go look her up. She must be cool. Um, 
So that was really exciting. I got pictures with Redman, but then I got an interview with him and told him about, you know, the mission of Cannabis Mom Boss and what I'm doing. He gave his full support on that. And that interview is available on the finale of season two, where I also interviewed Danielle Simone Brand, who is the author of Weed Mom. Um, So make sure you check that out. Um, Also, my girl, Canna Queenie, she came down to the expo. We met in person. She also got a video with Redman and literally we cried together. It was so amazing. I met so many great people. I was high on entrepreneurship for days. I still am, I think. Um, It's my new religion. So that was super exciting. And out of that, I have also launched Capital District Cannamoms, which is an organization that I am putting together to bridge the gap between legislation reform and the community here in upstate New York. So the goal is to work with local, state, federal, government agencies. And I already began doing so at the local level by applying for a local cannabis advisory committee position with the mayor. My interview is next week. So I'm very excited and looking forward to that. At a state level, I have introduced myself to the entire New York Office of Cannabis Management and uh, have told them about my mission and they agree they're on this. We're all on the same team. So that was really refreshing to hear. Um, And at the federal level, like I mentioned, we got Redman support. So I'm really looking forward to um, putting things in place and get things rolling with that. Um, Another part of Capital District Moms is that I want to work closely with local law firms as well as a strategic partnership to work alongside together and help create the proper and appropriate messaging um, so that our community members feel like it's safe and it's okay to come out of the green closet. Um, so everything kind of go, you know, comes together with my overall cannabis advocacy. And I'm just excited that everything is in motion. And I get to share that all with you and you get to come along for the ride. So, um, on Thursday, July 28th in Troy, New York, which is about two and a half hours north of New York City, we are doing our first soft launch event where we are inviting all local cannabis businesses and organizations and any cannabis adjacent businesses that are considered or maybe fall under the wellness category or industry. Um, I think that, you know, educating people on the wellness benefits of cannabis can help change the perspective and modernize the um, the way that we all look at cannabis or weed or pot, whatever you want to call it. Shortly after our event in July, the New York Cannabis Convention is coming to Albany, New York on August 26th and 27th. And that is where we're hoping to curate and coordinate a large networking event during the conference outside 
um, after hours, hopefully. So make sure you sign up at capitaldistrictcannamoms.org. People function better when they're high. Hey, baby gorgeous. Welcome to Bravo and Blaze, where we're going to get lit off all the latest happenings going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything 420. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Welcome that Bravo gay, Ricky, to Bravo and Blaze. Thanks for being here. Yeah, you know, I always love joining you and, and have a little kiki. Do I sound stoned? Um, I mean, I would be surprised if you weren't. <laughs> the key is, the trick is to always be stoned so that they don't know. Exactly. Just kidding. Um, no, no guessing. I did um, kind of smoke a little bit more than usual just before this, so. <laughs> <laughs> so that should make it extra fun. Yeah, I haven't had a day off in a long time. Plus, I'm California sober for a whole month, so. Congrats on that. Thank you. Should I drink now? Yes. Go make a drink <gasps> right this moment. I mean, you've got, I mean, look behind you. You've got bourbon. You've got oh, tequila. One of these is yours. Which one do you want? Whichever one is the best. Um... Well, they all have a key on it. For those listening, I have Dorinda's Bluestone Manor Bourbon, straight straight bourbon whiskey. Wait a minute. Is there other kind of bourbon whiskey other than straight? Maybe gay. I was just wondering. thought you might have some insight. Anyway, she signed it and she, there's a little key on it. Have you tried any of it at all yet? No. I'm not a huge bourbon drinker, but I mean, I have to have it for like my memorabilia. Yeah, I've had it before. I I just didn't open any of these particular ones because I went to an event in October. It was a meet and greet. And that's when I like froze up and clammed up and couldn't say anything to her. So I just handed her a lighter that said Berserk Shears. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I wonder if she still has it. But then the last time I saw her in Saratoga, she was selling her bottles and I brought my kids so I know I loved the videos of your kids with Dorinda that was so cute (laughs) we're supposed to do a podcast actually I was gonna try to do it at um Jack's dispensary in Pittsfield which is in the Berkshires so I'm still working on it we'll see Dorinda if you're listening I'll see you at Jack's (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and Dorinda's super fun. You know, I interviewed her um, for the Bravo Critics podcast, and she is just everything you expect her to be. She's such a warm person. I loved it. She's hilarious. Speaking of warm persons, um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty interesting how she uh, was coming for Vicky, and I don't know. I just love it, actually. I'm 100% here for it. I'm. I'm not as big of a Vicky fan as I was like maybe 10 years ago. So yeah, you know, I especially love to see it. Come on. Like Vicky's fucking with the wrong person. It's already so good. And the premiere is coming out. Is it next week? Yeah. Next Thursday, the 23rd. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. 
I think this Dorinda versus Vicky stuff is going to be so hilarious. Just the fact that they're visiting Bluestone Manor, that in itself, like them arriving is going to be hilarious. Yeah, because I mean, when you go to the Berkshires, where do you fly into? I have no idea. Albany? (laughs) (laughs) They probably flew here to my airport and then drove. I guess it's possible they had some sort of like small private planes landing at some little regional thing but i i just can't wait to see like are they gonna be flying commercial and then having to drive like three hours but like you know on girls trip one they're like flying private all together i know well from albany it's only like 45 minutes so it's not that bad (laughs) i mean that's what sort of makes this this one interesting because it's like is everyone gonna meet up in new york and then drive up to dorinda's house like one of the people I, i mean assume dorinda will already be at her house when they arrive yeah yeah, so Dorinda's gonna have to like really like make it nice, make it nice uh, upon arrival. Um, actually, that reminds me of Candy, how she did the whole New York trip for um in, in Atlanta. I can't talk right now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but um, I loved how she figured out. She took care of all the logistics from beginning to end, like even making sure that people didn't have to drive to the airport or anything she picked everyone up and did they take a private plane what did they take i don't know i guess i wasn't paying that close of attention but anyway it feels like if there's one housewife that we should see on a private plane more it's it's candy yeah right she's got a lot of money i guess maybe that's how she has money maybe she's like you know what i'm gonna save money and just buy you know delta business comfort yeah maybe I mean, when they got there, she had food ready for them and their rooms all set. Like, I thought she did a really good job. And I'm excited to see Dorinda. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's just such a throwback with all of the women. Yeah. I mean, you've been watching a little bit of the Beverly Hills um, replay this week, right? And seeing some good Taylor Armstrong episodes. Yeah. uh, Well, I was a little busy this week, but I caught some of the episodes and I never saw Kyle in that way. Cause I started a few seasons ago and then I went back to like when Erica started to do an investigation on her, but I never <laughs> went back to the beginning and seeing Kyle in season one, like, like she triggered me. I don't know if I am on board with her anymore. I'm just like, she was, she kind of irritated me, but well, also she was very like her parenting style is what triggered me, I guess. Yeah. She's like, I want to be with the kids. No, we can't extend our vacation with my husband. Like, I would die for that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just get real. I, I I don't know. I've never been a particularly huge Kyle fan. So, like I said, welcome to my side. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my side. So, what did you think about Atlanta this week? We had Marlo and first Kenya kind of heating up because of the whole charade yeah together I, that they were trying to I can't even completely decide what side I'm on in all of this like some of the fights are also like really awkward like the fight between Drew and um Sonia and Sonia like, I don't even understand I, I don't really get it I mean I I don't know if if Sonia's just now trying to be like, you know, I need to up my game. So I'm going to start some problems with people. 
I mean, yeah. I, can, I can see what she means about having some problems with Drew because it's like Marlo said, this drop it with Drew is probably just a Facebook group. But <laughs> like, I can't take it seriously. Like, you know. Well, yeah, I, Drew is not, not looking good. shaming or anything like that. But Drew does not look like someone that's running a weight loss program. Yeah, Drew is not looking good in the sense that, um, not physically, she looks fine, but she's making herself look bad because and actually Kenya is the one who made me see Drew in a different light because I like Drew season her first season and I thought that she came out pretty good and I think it's funny that she does weird stuff like with her photograph you know saying like oh here you're my biggest fan and like she has she likes to use props in her shade and I like that about her. So, yeah. um, but then this season, she's just coming off like more desperate. And then um, Kenya pointed out that she's always talking over people and like kind of just not making sense. And th- the more I thought about it, the more she does kind of talk like Ralph does. And yeah, I can't unsee it now that Kenya said that. I feel like yeah. it's all that I see. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, she's so used to getting this kind of treatment at home that now she's like projecting that out to other people. Yeah. It's like she, um, cause the way she's, the tactic that they use is like, just it's, it's like irrational. It doesn't make sense. And it's, it's like crazy making for the other person. I think that's a real gaslighting. It's basically as Drew learned. (laughs) Yeah. She's gaslighting now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) but um I, I didn't really like seeing um candy's mom with sonia's mom that was fun <laughs> yeah that was cute was like, i always love a good mom moment on bravo yeah but i don't know overall with atlanta i'm not too excited um i was excited for below deck sailing because i love to see ashley just be a, a complete mess but she's been like pretty steady lately it's yeah, not as exciting, but I the Gary and Daisy thing seems like it's heating up. Yeah, I can't really decide what's actually going on with that. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think it feels like Daisy might like him, but she's like trying not to? Yeah, I mean, listen, Gary's grown on me a lot too no. since like, his very first season Weird. on the show. I mean, I I still don't really think he's attractive or anything like that, but I guess like I'm seeing more of his redeeming qualities and like he has, well, I mean, until Scarlett got in the boat, he had sort of tamed it down with like yeah. being such a horny. Yeah. So yeah, but then it know, got maybe, maybe she's seen a little bit of, of that too. And she's like, you know what, maybe he's not always just like that. And then it's made her start to get some feelings. I love Daisy too though. I know. I really love Daisy. And I think with Gary, I can see the, he is like playfully flirty and it is like fun. And like, I don't know, that energy is kind of like contagious. And so I can see how he grows on people because he's grown on me too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then like the hangover that they had in that episode, like I felt that like, (laughs) I've had that hangover and having to go to work never on like a boat and doing the kind of work they're doing, but like, 
I, I, I don't know. And like, just, just like their whole night of partying was hilarious. So like the three boys like giggling around like little girls. I love that part. That was my favorite part. The man thruple. Oh my God. It was I so I watched cute. it like three times. I was like, <laughs> let me say that again. Cause that was just so funny. Like, it was so <laughs> I love that. And I love Marcos. Um, but he's definitely stressed. This is the first time I think we've seen him not nail it like he's kind of off his game a little bit but I don't blame him they've been working hard and yeah I mean he's stayed it so far the entire season so if he's yeah. unraveling a little bit at the end I'm yeah. fine with it same his curves always looked amazing I know but then he's been throwing some huge curveballs like vegan gastro molecular shit like come on that's yeah. just ugh. Those people I have to pay the money. More than like a wild preference or situation, like the woman that had to have everything <sighs> blended into a smoothie on the regular below deck. Oh like, my god, that was just disgusting. Why would you even want to? I would. I might have considered canceling if that was me, because part of the whole thing is to be able to eat and yeah. relax, and, and I don't want like blended lobster. Didn't she have like blended shellfish? Yeah. Like imagine drinking like a shrimp smoothie. Oyster. It was like an oyster. Oh, yeah. Oysters even worse. Oh my God. Disgusting. But no, it's, sometimes when you watch these below deck shows and the stuff that they're thrown, like the chefs, like it feels like they're on some sort of cooking competition where they're like, yeah. here's the curveball coming your way. <laughs> it's kind of like that. But um, especially with Below Deck Down Under. Down Under. <laughs> and Aisha. I can't even say her name the way she says it. A- Aisha. I think that they just call it just Aisha. Aisha. I don't know. I feel like maybe the E is there, but only if you're Australian or New Zealand or Kiwi. Since we're talking about Below Deck Down Under, I can't believe that Benny is still there. I know. I I just can't help but to like him. He's such a little underdog. And like sometimes when he is like bitching about things or freaking out, it just kind of cracks me up because he gets so frantic. Yeah, I don't know. It is kind of funny to watch, but I can't with him. He's just like, because I don't feel like we've ever really seen a debt crew person quite like Benny. No. Well, what about sustainable Shane? He well, was quite a character too. Yeah, that's that is true. <laughs> but I mean, Benny did have to go through some shit. Literally, I mean, like the toilet clogging situation twice. Like that'd be enough to break me. I would have been like, do it. Time I saw it. He had the captain do it. I would have been so ashamed. I yeah. would have been like, I am so sorry that I can't believe he even had the the guts to go up and be like, can you clean up this shit? <laughs> like, like imagine ballsy. if that had been like Captain Lee. Captain Lee probably would have slammed in his face and like on the radio and like, clean up your own shit. He's like, you go clean it up or I'm going to make you drink all that. Oh my God, he would. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I'm just so glad Magda's gone because like her yeah, she... in that boyfriend drama was yeah. just... It was enough. I felt like I was watching like something on the CW anytime I was watching them. <laughs> it's like you, 
you don't want to go out with a couple who's arguing and you don't want to work with someone who's also just constantly arguing with their boyfriend either. And you know what? Bummer. Aisha was a lot more cool than I would have been because if that bitch were on the phone hours into the night while I'm trying to sleep, like she would have had her head ripped off. And also, I just want to say it was very professional that in any of the times Aisha was complaining about her, she never brought up that stuff, at least that we saw. Because she only complained about her, her her work ethic and like using the phone too much at work. Like she didn't say, yeah. you know, keeping me up all night and she could have easily brought that up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. She was like literally on the phone all night. All night. Speaking she really didn't even sleep. When yeah. did she sleep? Shit, that's crazy. That's why her eyes always looked so fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she was always just so tired. But she like she literally never slept and her eyes were like bugged out from like looking at that cell phone too much. What do you think is going on with Culver? I think that he made promises to Bertini under the guise of like being drunk and having fun and stuff like that. And I think he's been sort of wishing he didn't say that, but I feel like he maybe is like, I don't know. I I feel like he's actually a nicer guy than he comes across as, or like what you'd initially think. And I feel like he's been too afraid to like go back and be like, you know, I don't want to do the whole van thing. But yeah. anytime she brings it up, he never really seems yeah. excited. He's always like, oh, cool. Well, but I feel like she's given him so many opportunities to be like, oh, you know, I was thinking actually I might do something else after, which is a bummer, but it's much better than just being like, yeah, get that van for us. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, I found us a van, so this much yeah. money. Yeah. What the hell? And as far as I know, unless they've been keeping it quiet for the sake of like spoiler alerts, I don't think they're doing this van situation from what I've seen on social media. No, no, I don't think she's even in a van. (laughs) I do feel like if he was trying to do a nice guy thing and not hurt her, he should have at least said something before he decided to pursue someone else in front of her. Yeah, absolutely. That I was like, wow i felt like ramona wow yeah wow 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 i was not expecting that because he does seem like a really good guy and he even had that like there were plenty of opportunities where him and bertini could have hooked up or people were like cheering them on and he didn't which i liked about him because he wasn't taking an advantage of her and now he's like pulling a f-boy move and it's like what yeah exactly I, I feel like he probably planned to have this conversation with her after the last charter and then yeah maybe. you know an opportunity yeah. presented itself and he made out with that chick from the previous charter the girl who doesn't drink Jordy. who has been drunk Was, yeah wasn't she drunk topless with her brother yeah Oh, that this alone. This is why we watch did, Below Deck, though. Did Culver know that about her? Oh, my I God. I think he did. I don't know if I could overlook that. <laughs> I, I don't think I could either. But you know who my favorite is on Below Deck Down Under? And I feel like she's just like sort of the silent rock star is to me. me. She yeah. is. Yeah, you nailed it. Because she is amazing. I think 
she could be the next chief stew on a separate franchise or something. I think she is amazing. Yeah, she's really strong. I don't know about the new girl so far, though, but. I mean, there's like, what, one episode left? <laughs> yeah, it's not enough time to get to know her. So, I mean, I I mean, I can't even remember what her name is right now. So, yeah, I don't either. I'll, I'll never remember her when in the future when I think about this. <laughs> Below Deck is just like a rotating cast. It's not. Well, and I'm nervous because no, I don't remember. I don't see us like like where's the advertisement for the next below deck because sailing I know almost over I know I'm getting nervous I'm like because both are ending soon we can't go from having a double dose of below deck to none that's just yeah, couldn't cruel. they have like given us like why didn't they just put on one at a time if this exactly is because I was confused in the beginning they started at the same time and I would get confused like oh wait no that person's on that boat and this person's oh like i'm managing a whole fleet of boats now bravo yeah a lot um so i don't know and it does it's also concerning because i feel like below deck down under is probably going to jump over to bravo now and so now bravo is going to be like well we have a below deck on but that's the annoying thing about peacock is is like so i'm paying basically just to see it three months before everyone else and then you're going to have it running oh, on air yeah. instead of having a, another show i didn't think about that oh i don't like that because right now miami's still airing and that's taking up a slot and yeah. like Tuesday, when does that even come on i think wednesday i don't even know <laughs> no not wednesday i think it's tuesday because yeah tuesday is nothing right now yeah, so they're basically like being like, well, we have Real Housewives in Miami on Tuesday. And it's like, well, we watched that six months ago. Yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> like, I can't even believe it's still airing on Bravo. <laughs> I know, I, I haven't been paying attention. But going back to Below Deck Down Under, I do feel bad for this chef who um, was left with an awful kitchen from Chef A, Ryan. Ugh, he was I'm awful. I'm so glad he's gone, though. It is so refreshing that he's gone because that was so annoying. But what do you think about the current charter guests? It's like a two female couple and a two male couple, I think. Same sex couples. Is that the appropriate terms? I don't know. It's Pride Month, so I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Um, do they I don't know. Am I allowed to say same sex couple anymore? Sometimes I, I don't pay attention when they're giving out like the, when they're talking about the preference sheet and like their relations to each other. So there are a lot. Oh, of well, they go in. Remember when they, they did the tour and they said, this is, this they is said wrong. Like three for the girls, three or like so they three said boys here. In the closet, they were like, this says his and hers. The patriarchy is real in here. And they're like, you need to change this. And then they, so they had the lesbian couple and then the gay couple, right? Yeah. See, I think I might be, actually thinking of sailing yacht i'm having the problem of not being able to keep up with who's on what boat yeah it's a lot we're managing a fleet of boats but um one thing that i that caught my eye about them is um they were wearing matching outfits couple like couple outfits and i wanted to know do you and your husband do that do that ever no way I mean, we have done that um, by coincidence. Like, <laughs> so my husband and I, we've worked together 
and we got dressed and like we have two different bathrooms that we use when we're getting ready in the morning oh that's nice because we have like single sinks so we don't have like the room so it's like I have my bathroom he has his I love that yeah it's a great situation but like we'll come out like we'll meet like in the middle to like get ready to leave for work and like it's like why are you wearing like gray pants and a blue top today because I was (laughs) oh my gosh so do you go to work like that or does one of you change we usually just go to work like that because I'm like I'm not going to change I don't really care I mean I end up leaving early a lot of days anyways because I I'm sort of a hybrid work from home work from the office type person so so you do twins sometimes sometimes but never on purpose I love twinning I'll twin with anyone literally <laughs> sometimes it's hard to twin though because I mean we're like the same size and we have this very similar styles so we wear the same clothes. Yeah. Like we just have like one giant pool of clothing. Oh and my gosh. I love so it. It makes it kind of hard to like actually twin too much because yeah, you know, we don't have too much in our wardrobe. That's the same, but like work stuff is where it always clashes. Wait. So who does this, all the shopping? Do you both shop or do you just like one of you shop and the other one's just like, I'll take whatever. I, I usually do most of the shopping, but he'll sometimes do some because he likes wearing like certain button down shirts at work and stuff like that that aren't my thing so I'm just like do your thing boo love it you get to share clothes that's so cool I mean there's so many perks to being gay I know it sounds like it <clears throat> I don't know if we should leave that in <laughs> I'm trying not to edit here, Ricky. <laughs> that was my bad. I might get canceled. So in other problems, let's go back to Beverly Hills because Diana Jenkins just said some really wild and insane stuff on social media. I saw that this morning and you actually were the one that sent it to me. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck? It's like she's clearly I guess she doesn't really give a shit like I mean because the statement she made was just very bold and I don't know how you really like backtrack from that it it almost seems so bold that it cannot be true like yeah what this is because after you sent me the screenshot from that someone else had posted I went to that original comment thread I found it I was like okay it's it's real it's got her name with the little blue check mark and it's, you know, it's verified. Oh shit. But was she behind the keyboard? You know, here we go with the social media. <laughs> again. She's probably got Jenny Wynn running her shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was funny in the scenes for the next episodes where basically Diana was threatening to headbutt Sutton. It's like, oh my God, I can't. I've never heard a, a housewife threaten to headbutt anyone. Can't make this. Yeah, joke. I mean, we've heard a lot of different threats, like suing. I mean, most of the wild threats, I think, that we've seen in Housewives came from Real Housewives of Dallas. Because we've had like, gut you like a fish. We've had, you know, they're just hands, but they work quite well. <laughs> so, I mean, we've had some good threats out there, but I was like, headbutt, that's Drag different. You. Yeah, headbutt yeah. is like, and it's shocking because of how filthy rich she is. I feel like if I was that 
rich, I just feel like I'm going to sue you. Yeah. She, I think someone has been, and by someone, I think, I mean, you know, she loves Erica and Erica loves her. Her and Lisa are really tight. Wait, why are you saying that? I'm saying that Diana, I think that she has it out for Sutton because. Oh, because, but is she friends with Erica? I didn't really know. Yeah, they're friends now. And like at this dinner table, this last episode, they're like, love you. She's like, I love you too. I was like, oh my god yeah how did that happen i i literally think i mean lisa renna brought her on the show as like her friend of and i think that this was all that there's been a lot of information given to her about sutton you know they're not introducing someone new if this person's not coming straight to their side and their fights yeah i think it's like what went south with the Denise Richards, you know, they brought her in and she was like trying to be friends a little bit with Lisa Vanderpump at some points. I don't even know if I like Beverly Hills. <laughs> it's getting too, it's getting to be a lot. Um, I'm, I'm kind of bored with them. Like, I don't even know what they're talking about anymore because they just I'm like exhausted focus. of this fight yeah. that everyone's having. I think that, you know, the Fox for, Force fuckers are you know definitely doing all the work they can to break up you know the garcelle sutton and crystal situation because you know watching this episode you see like oh it's so nice like you know erica and lisa are being so nice to crystal but it's like then you like are paying attention you're like wait a minute why'd they separate these two groups this way because this just doesn't feel right and then like they're basically both gaslighting the situations like Sutton's so awful she was calling you a liar don't let her make you feel that way and then Kyle's like Crystal's being dramatic don't let her paint a picture of you like that and I was like this is so fucked up this is how that group of women works that fox force fugs fugs (laughs) did you say fugs fox fox force fugs fuck Oh, Fox. Because they go by the Fox Horse Five. I thought you were calling them like fugly, like fugs. Well, they are that too, I guess. (laughs) It's funny both ways. Yeah. So did you see the video of that girl who said she was friends with the daughter of a real housewife who she had to stop being friends with because the housewife was racist? And she's not Chinese. Oh, she said that in the post too. Said that. Like that was like the caption down at the bottom. It said something like, by the way, I'm not Chinese. Oh, yeah. Which I I had already sort of had an inkling that that was the case. And, you know, I sort of figured that that might've been one of the problems that Crystal possibly had with that statement. Yeah. That, you know, she felt like, was the girl Chinese? Are you just lumping all Asians together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just fucking weird, too, because it's like, she's like, yeah, my jacuzzi's like the United Nations. That was uh, just a weird thing to say. It, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, was it dark? I don't know if it was dark. Was there more said? Maybe. I feel like there was probably a lot of stuff Sutton probably said trying to overcorrect herself, like <laughs> that statement, that really just didn't sit well with Kristen because, yeah, or Crystal, Um <laughs> Because, I mean, if you are, I mean, and it's also just like how Sutton has to keep on telling Diana, like, I am a good person. <laughs> like, it's like, if you have to keep on saying these things, like, may, like don't overcompensate. Like, yeah. just stop. I mean, I don't, 
I never even really liked Sutton to begin with, but she's given like a couple moments that are redeeming. But overall, I'm just like, I don't understand the why she's a housewife. I mostly just like her because, you know, I think most people feel the same way. It's because she actually like tries to take Erica to task and doesn't really seem too bothered by her. Well, I wouldn't be either. Yeah. I mean, everyone else really, is, just, I'm not everyone is so me. afraid of Erica on that show, I feel Why? like. And you can just, Erica, and Erica is being so weird this season. I don't know if yeah. I think it's just the Lexapro, but she's being really weird. And, and so my husband, he was like, so is Erica just being nice to her in this episode to tell her in the next episode that she played her? Because that's what happened last season. She started being nice to Sutton again. And Sutton's like, I thought we made up. And she's like, I was playing your ass. Oh, yeah. So it's like, what's happening? Because Erica's like, I'll help you study for the bar. Which is just, I can't with that statement. Like, talking about knowing from her husband how the law works. Like, Erica, read the room, bitch. (laughs) This girl, she's so wild. I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about this season and how it's going to go. What is your prediction? Because I'm already bored with it. I well, don't... and it's crazy because we haven't even gotten to like, what's going to be like the most explosive part of the season, which is, you know, inter Kathy Hilton and yeah. When's... Blurs. Yeah. When's that going to happen? I don't know. I'm wondering when Kathy's going to pop up because it, we're, we should be past Paris's wedding now. Because yeah. I can always tell what date it is when they're at Dorit's house because she has like a a security system on her wall or something that shows like the date (laughs) and so like the day that she was doing her like (laughs) pulse therapy whatever it was called that was actually the date of Paris's wedding because it was like 11 11 oh Hmm. so everyone out there if you need to know what day it is look for the (laughs) clock in Dorit's house (laughs) Erica's just so ridiculous saying things like i'm not gonna get rid of glam like i can't with her i was just ugh. anyways i like about how poor she is i i can't stand her but i do love the real housewives of dubai i am loving the opulence i'm loving the diversity i'm loving seeing a different country and different culture like it's just so i love it i'm loving it even though I have to say the storylines are not that exciting, but just being in this fresh new franchise, I think is so exciting. Yeah. I mean, look, it's their first season. Let's give them a little bit of time. They're going to, I think that there's going to be plenty of drama, but we've only seen Caroline and Chanel together one time so far. That's going to continue building. And it looks like Lisa is going to probably be one of the next ones out of confrontation with Caroline, which I think that's going to be pretty good. I love Lisa. I, think I honestly, I love all of them. I, I do too. The only Except one that, that Nina, Nina, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Nina's the only one that's not bringing it for me. And also, um, I didn't really appreciate the way she was like asking for the fries in the most recent episode. She's like, I don't, like basically, I don't want to ask again. Bring me fries, and it's like, yeah, oh, chill out, lady. Yeah, and I think Lisa um, said something about that. Yeah. Was that a social media thing? There's a lot of social They're media starting, drama yeah, right now. Lisa and Nina are currently fighting online. Oh my gosh. That's like one of the things that drives me crazy. It's like, 
I don't need to read all of the others. I shouldn't have to read all those stuff to keep up with the drama because there's almost too much. It's like, I can't keep up with what every housewife is doing on the show plus what they're doing on social media. No one has that kind of time. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I know it's a lot. And speaking of online drama, there's something going on with Jen Shaw and Lisa Parlow too. Uh, it's exhausting and they've already wrapped filming so it's like I know like when is all this even gonna like come to fruition yeah is this gonna like is this a seed that we have to be aware of for two years down the road I know remember that time (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I mean I'm glad that uh we have Dubai I am glad um, we have some new things coming up. Southern Charm has been playing. I do love um, how Bravo plays old marathons. Like they had uh, Beverly Hills this week and they had uh, Southern Charm when Southern Charm was its worst, but like in the best way, I guess. Like Catherine and Thomas, those days were, he basically jumped out a window rather than talk to his daughter's mother who's i mean i can't more than half his age she was i mean she still is wild as fuck but those early seasons she's even wilder like that relationship i mean that like johnny depp and amber heard like if there's a couple that could come close to them i think it's probably thomas and Catherine. yeah probably oh my gosh like imagine the stories from inside that relationship Oh my gosh. There Catherine, is... Catherine would probably shit on the bed. You I could see so? it. Yeah. Maybe she in the car. Would. Oh, definitely in a car. I don't know about a bed, but <laughs> definitely a car. <laughs> but yeah, so Southern Charm is starting next Thursday and the ex-wives club. So it's going to be a busy Thursday starting next week and then also married to med is coming out soon july 10th and nobody's really talking about that but i and i haven't seen all of married to med but what i have seen from dr heavenly last season that show is good it's basically like a second real housewives of atlanta it's so good toya's hilarious dr heavenly's hilarious and they got like some real deep like storylines from the past like i i want to go back and watch from the beginning um so yeah i like one of the reasons i love married to medicine is these people have been friends for a really long time and on reality tv when people have known each other for a really long time the stakes are higher so i think just makes yeah. it better TV all around yeah which is why i still love shaw's a sunset because i feel like they have those long history of friendships together and I guess they're filming right now. That's like some news that came out this week. Did you see that? I did see that. So I'm guessing there's going to be, it sounds like there's going to be sort of a, just an OG type show, almost like legacy type thing. Is that like where Bravo's headed? Like maybe, maybe they I, I feel mean, like, it's I like Say like, by the Bell, the college years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if there's one show that they like need to put on pause and all that stuff, like it kind of makes me mad that Roni was one of the first choices in more recent history. But like, what the fuck with OC? Come on, Bravo. Don't give us enough. Like, I, I don't think I'm watching it next season, especially if Noelle is coming back. Not doing uh, it. I think she is, isn't she? That's what the word on the street is, but. 
when do we find out? Are they filming yet? They're not filming yet. I don't think they're filming just yet. I think they usually do they film during Halloween? I'm trying to think like what their filming time period is. I don't remember any specific like holidays during their filming at all. Yeah, I can't think of any. Thank but you, it- Ricky, for being here. Everyone, make sure you go follow that Bravo gay on Instagram. Ricky and his memes are hilarious, so funny. Um, especially when he's having a cocktail, but, um, (laughs) also make sure you go follow Bravo critics on Instagram and check out their latest podcast episode that was just released with Louie from Louie, Teresa's Louie, his ex. Yeah. The one that ran the one that ran in the the wedding dress. OMG. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a little bit of a different episode because we talk about so many different things outside of just Bravo with all the narcissism and cult recovery and all of that stuff. So cult recovery, I told yeah. you cults are trending people. She, yeah. That, so before she got into narcissism, she got into cult recovery. That's like, she's a cult recovery specialist. So was she we, in a cult? I don't believe so. Not that I'm aware of. She Is didn't she mention starting it. one. Maybe she should. I'm like in the Bravo and Blaze cult. So she's probably like seeing uh, some signs that I'm brainwashed. (laughs) But go check it out. It's a great episode and always so much fun being here with Jenny. Yes. Thank you so much, Ricky. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks, Jenny. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, and leave a review. We are releasing one episode weekly for season three. Anyone who leaves a review and sends a screenshot to bravoandblaze at gmail.com before the season finale will be entered into a giveaway where the winner will be announced on the finale episode. One winner will receive some Bravo and Blaze merch and along with a special shout out and a smoke sesh with yours truly. So... Stay lit, fam.